Hello, everyone. This is kind of a, a, an adjunct to uh, the NLP and the law of attraction. We just, you know, when you're doing NLP and the law of attraction, there's two things I wanted to do to add to it. Number one is, you know, I, I we, we did the logical levels, right? Where you had like your environment, your behavior, your skills, your beliefs, and your identity, like where you are now and where you want to be. Great. I want to add a couple of levels to it, right? Number one is, you know, when you're creating the future, the future one is this future identity, you know? And like I said, we worked on several things, right? And you had multiple goals. When we did our little uh, card exercise, I had you pick like five things to manifest, right? Five things, right? And you can look at your goal. And then we scattered your neurons by having you think of things in the past. So if you're randomly picking up a card, one might be present, the next one might be the future thing you want, and then you got the past to access an actual memory. Well, your brain begins to link things together. And if you've been, you know, if you do this, if you do that consistently, it goes under the hypnotic phenomenon that your brain doesn't know the difference between a real or a vividly imagined event. You vividly imagine biting into a lemon, you will, your body will respond like it's real. That's why, you know, if you see a horror movie and you're into it, your adrenaline's flowing, your, your stress hormones are through the roof, right? It's not real. You made it real. So why not use that to help us create this future that we want, right? By your brain begins to think, well, yeah, he remembers what it was like 30 years ago buying his first brand new car, right? And that's a memory you step into it. And then the next picture you're bringing up is buying a ranch. Close your eyes. And so your brain begins, you know, it just begins to blend together. But if you're going to do that, right? Especially for the, you know, when I said do the logical levels, you could do it five times. Right? If you have five different goals, but your goals may change. But what I'm going to ask you to do, it's a concept called the keystone method. If you study habits, Higgs, I think is the guy's names, or Dig. Anyway, he wrote a book, and he had the idea that there's certain things that you do. If you make that your habit, it becomes the keystone of other changes. Right? And if you, like, when you build an arch, I'm not, an, I have, I just think this is true. They say it is, right? If you build an arch, right, there's always the keystone where if you remove that, the whole thing crumbles. Others you could kick out here and there, but there's that one, if you remove it, every it, it supports everything else, right? And I and I, one guy explained there's the keystone and there's the couple next to it that are, are just as important, but the keystone is key. That's why it's called keystone, right? And so he talked about making a keystone habit. Like if you want to live a long healthy life. The science says a keystone habit is exercising regularly. Right? That's, yeah. yeah. And I did this once, people, no, no, it's eating healthy. No, the research actually says exercising regularly. Because people that exercise regularly easily eat healthy. You know, the, what the keystone is, it makes, it's just, you know, whether it's walking a mile a day or Bruce riding his pedaling his ass all over Florida there in the heat, right? Whatever it is, that's a keystone habit. If he let that go, 
his diet may go back to shit, right? Whatever it is, you know, in the recovery world, since, uh, since that's my clinical world, a lot of people in recovery talk about like their morning meditation. They read maybe AA literature or something spiritual in the morning and they meditate a little bit, right? And it people I've heard over and over again, people that drop that habit, the next thing you know, the bad habits come back, you know? Maybe not actually going back to drinking and drugging, but lying, cheating, stealing, doing the things they don't want to do. So if the if you have these keystone habits, this, let's take that concept to what you want to manifest. Is there something, when you look at your list, if you have five or 10 things you'd really like to manifest, what is one thing, if you could find one, that's great, maybe two, but one thing, if you did that, everything else becomes easier or unimportant, right? If you manifest this, whatever it is, then everything else becomes either easier or unimportant, right? Let's say you want one of your things, you want to manifest a new car, sports car. Great. Okay, good, good, good. But another goal you want is financial independence. You might, in my mind, it would work. If you got financial independence, getting the new car is irrelevant. That would, you just go get the goddamn new car. If you want it, you go buy it. You don't think about it, Right. Whatever it is, is there one thing? And you, this one's going to take a little soul searching, right? It might be just getting in good physical shape. What does that have to do with making money? I don't know. It's, it's your psyche, not mine, right? But what is the one thing, you know, that if you accomplish will make things easier or just not that important, right? So it'd be easier to buy a new car. It'd be easier to move. It would be easier to do this if you accomplish this goal. So when you're doing your logical level for the future you and you're starting, you know, that's what you put in the logical level. Like, you know, the behaviors that you'll have, the environment that you'll have, especially for the main thing that once you change that, everything else changes, right? And it was in my notes. I didn't do it in the first run because I, I do know that's so important when, you know, in my clinical work, working with addictions is people can say they want their, they want to build their family back up. They want to repair their relationship with their significant other. They want to, you know, repair their job or get a new job. Well, for that world, sobriety is a keystone habit. If that is not the most important thing, especially with the clientele I deal with, it's not going to work trying to fix your relationship. You know, you're going to be drinking or drugging or what, whatever the addiction happens to be. Right. So we have to find that keystone habit or there might be two, but let's find the one that, boy, if that changed, everything else would change. It would be the ripple effect the the arch would form. Right. Not that, you know, when you do your, uh, or by my bed, I can't show you. But if you had your your list of, you know, when you write down the card list, I'd still I'd still say do that every night before you go to sleep and first thing in the morning. Just kind of mix them up so you're flipping, you're looking to put them back in your brain, right? And then, so a keystone habit. And you want to make these things easy, 
The last part I forgot to talk about is the people that help people make changes habit-wise. Um, you have to make whatever the new habit you want to do easy. You know, Tony Robbins used to talk about if you want to start exercising, don't normally exercise. Put out your workout clothes. First thing, that's, you know, that's the only thing you got when you first get up, right? And so put on your workout clothes, right? So it makes it easier. Um, and then make things you don't want to do harder, right? Uh, one guy talks about he, he was... He wanted to get more motivated and learn how to play the guitar, right? And he had his guitar, and he was going to come home every day after work and play his guitar. That was his goal. That was That's the habit he wanted, just 15 minutes. I mean, didn't want to become Eric Clapton or anything. He just wanted to play the guitar, right? But he never did it. You know, he, he wanted to do it for 21 days straight, right? He never made it over three days, right? So he called this guy, and the guy says, well, when you walk in the house, you, know, you walk in like most people, what do you see? There's the living room. Where's your guitar? What's in my office? Okay. First mistake. It's not in your peripheral. It's not in your vision when you first walk in. So what do you usually do when you come in? He goes, well, I'm tired. You know, I, I forget what he did for a living, but he goes, I'm mentally, and I just need to take a few minutes. So I sit on the TV. I sit down on the couch or the chair and I turn on and I, I watch TV for a few minutes. And he goes, okay, you watch TV for a few minutes. Now, get honest, what does the few minutes turn into? Oh, 45 minutes to an hour until it's time for dinner. And then that, 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 that. And he goes, well, try this. So when you, what happened? You sit down and there's the remote. He goes, okay, take the remote. Take out the batteries to the remote. Put the remote, like, but, you know, somewhere you don't normally put it. So it's much, it's over there. It's not just when you sit there, there's the remote and the batteries are over there. So you have to get the remote, go get the batteries, put the damn thing together, and then you can watch your TV. And the guy said, okay. And he goes, and then take, so set that up and then take your guitar and put it right next to where you usually sit. Right. So it would be easy to pick up the guitar and then tell yourself, okay, if I play the damn, if I do my guitar for 15 minutes, then I can watch TV. You know, anyway, long story. The guy said after a while, it became, you know, he would play the guitar on most days. And not that he didn't quit watching TV, but it became much less, if that makes sense. It became the keystone habit. Right, of picking the guitar up, just playing with it for 15 minutes. Sometimes it would be less because he was just physically tired and you got to be good to yourself. But sometimes he'd sit there and play for an hour till his wife got home. Right. And so you want to make what you want to do easy, put it right there. So, you know, that's why I put my little cards, you know, next to the bed. So when I'm going to sleep, I can just flip them before I go to sleep. Right. And then first thing in the morning when I'm getting ready to do my reading, uh, but make it easy, right? Uh, and if you're, you know, if you're going to do this regularly, that that becomes the keystone that the other stuff will build out. And the other thing to throw in there, as we, you know, before I wrap it up, is 
when you're doing this stuff, swing for the fences. Go big or go home. Make your visualizations huge. Right? Make your what you want to manifest big. You know, I heard a business guy say, you know, you should go for five no's a day. You know, so when you're trying to close something, go for the one. If I know Bruce and I was trying to pitch him something, I know there's one he might not do. But Bruce, it's only $10,000. You could do this. <laughs> you know, but if you don't go for no, first of all, you never know. You know, to use a crude example, it's like the guy that walks around a bar just asking women, hey, you want to fool around? You know, it sounds crude and grass, but this guy, this one guy swears he did it. And he goes, you know what? You ask about 40 women, you'll find a couple say, why not? Maybe we don't want to admit that, right? It's like, at least you're being honest. You're not like, hey, what sign are you? Let's have a drink. Let's, you know, uh, so go for no. You know, what if you ask the universe for this? And it says, maybe you're not ready for this, but you get this. Right, right. And then with that, I will close with celebrate the small successes. You're trying to manifest money and you find a dime. Can you celebrate the dime? You know, this one just happened. Somebody that I was, the reason I started doing this again, I was working with, and they said they wanted to do this. They wanted to manifest money. So we did a few things and I was talking to them on a follow-up and they're like, eh, I said, wait a minute, you say none of this shit's working, so you want to stop, but didn't you tell me you got like a $243 check from some class action lawsuit against, I don't know, credit card company or Zoom or, you know, if you run a business, you might get those occasionally, right? So it's like, that's $243 free freaking dollars. Free, you didn't do anything, you know? Then he... But he defaulted to, yeah, but, you know, I, that means I overpaid in the past. Probably 10 times that. Ah! Celebrate the $243. Or you're telling the universe, nah, I really don't want free money. Right? And um, and this is a true story. If Billy, if my friend Billy was here, I'd say, as the Navy always says, this is a no-shitter. Chief, this is a no-shitter. This really happened, Right? I was walking down the street with in Chicago with a guy named um, Kevin Trudeau, right? Mega memory. Then he had natural cures. They don't want you to know about this. This is a long time ago. This is early 1990s, right? Very wealthy guy. He had the best-selling self-help program in Amazon, or not Amazon, but uh, Nightingale Conant for years. Mega memory was, was actually sold more than Night, Earl Nightingale's courses for a long time right it was so anyway he was very wealthy he that guy could manifest shit beyond his it was fascinating to watch what he would do so my story is and there's two stories the first is i was working with him in something else and he came in on a monday driving a ferrari and he had this business partner and i was just helping doing some other stuff right uh and his far business partner went when did you buy that? It was, I don't know, Saturday. Decided I wanted one. I went and bought it. Right. And the guy goes, first of all, did you shop around? Did you do, you know, did you do this? Right. And the typical, I might know somebody who could have got a better deal. 
And then when Kevin told him, oh, it was no big deal. I just paid, I just used a company check. Right? And of course, the other guy's like, now he's starting to spit. But I remember in front of everybody, he goes, this is why you'll never be rich. We can just make more money. It's only $250,000. This is back when Ferraris were $250,000. It's only two. i will make it by Friday. You know? And that, that's where I saw the clash. You know, they were both, but a different mindset, right? This guy could just, he could do this. But anyway, I'm walking down the street with him in Chicago, coming back from Nightingale Conant. And we're going, we're walking on the street to, to go to lunch. And he stops. And as God is my witness, he picked up a dime. Right? And I went like, that's it. I didn't say anything, but he just looked at me, picked the dime up, put it in his pocket. He goes, I'll always take free money. That's the first time I heard somebody go, because if I didn't, I'm telling the universe, I don't want free money. And I'm like, interesting thought, right? So celebrate the little things. You know, somebody wants, guy I know I did a movie with, need to lose 100 pounds. And he started dropping weight. And there was, you know, people are assholes, let's be honest, sometimes, especially on social media. He dropped like eight pounds. And, and some, I'm like, good for you. You're on your way. A few of us are doing that. A few people are like, yeah. It's not going to work, you know, but it's like, so celebrate. Now he's down 60, right? And so I put it in his head. I go, dude, drop the weight. We could do an action film, you know? So, so yeah, celebrate the little things. So if you want to manifest money, maybe it's, you know, try to manifest a penny or a dollar, a free dollar, you know, whatever, you know, whatever it happens to be. So, yes, Diamond, Diamond Diller says, you don't ask, you don't get, you know, and you may not get what you, and again, for a lot of us, how many times have you really wanted something and you didn't get what you thought you wanted, but what you got ended up being better than what you wanted in the first place, right? So that was the thing I forgot to put at the end, get a keystone for your manifestations, and that would be the, the one you could probably do your logical levels on once this happens all this other stuff will fall into place or when i say becoming irrelevant it's just kind of built into that habit so have some fun with that and if you have any questions just reach out